stand up in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel, a chapter from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. May his blessings be used amen. Awesome of our teacher David, the prophet and king. May his blessings be used amen. Hearken, O Lord, the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my help, but I am my defender. Blessed be the Lord, for he has hearkened to the voice of my petition. Blessed is he comes in the name of the Lord, our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Glory be to you forever and ever. Amen. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of the demons he cast out demons. So he called them to him and said to them in a parable, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and blunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man, and then he will blunder his house. Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they may utter, but he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit Never has, for, uh, has for, never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation, because they said he has an unclean spirit. Then his brothers and his mother came, and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him, and a multitude was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them, saying, Who is my mother? my brothers and he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and mother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit one God Amen Today is the third Sunday of the Blessed Month of Mystery and we are reading today the Gospel of St. Mark chapter 3. And in fact, the same story or the same event has been repeated in Matthew chapter 11 and Luke chapter 12 to tell us the same thing. So let us raise our hearts to our Lord and to ask Him to open our eyes to see what He wants to teach us in this passage. But before we start, let me share with you Psalm 25, verses 8 and 9 to show us how we can get something out of the message of today. It reads, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore He teaches sinners the way. If I'm coming, I know in my heart that I'm a sinner, I'm in need for a Savior, He is going to teach me the way. Verse 9, the humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. Again, if I'm coming with a humble heart, humble mind before the Lord, is going to teach me the way. I was trying to find a title to our topic today, and I find it very 
heart at one point I will explain to you the meaning of it in a few minutes so I call it the sinful virtue of the enemy why? today in chapter 3 verse 25 and 26 this is what the Lord was saying when they accused him that by demons he is casting out demons he said if a, if a house is divided against itself that house can't stand and if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided he can't stand but has an end we never heard in the whole Old Testament or the New Testament the Lord give any good sign of the kingdom of the enemy except in this event which is mentioned as I said three times that the devil is not his kingdom is not divided and he is very keen not to be divided because it is the only way that his kingdom will be will never be stand anymore he is not saying that it's a virtue for, for the enemy but it looks like a virtue and that's why the only and the main fierce attack to the church is to divide the church to our houses is to divide our houses so if it's considered for him as a virtue between brackets for us and against us he's using it as the means to destroy our small kingdoms our houses our churches our communities or whatsoever that's why i call it the sinful virtue of the enemy so if we think for a few minutes what i'm going to experience in my life if I will choose such unity and if I will reject the trap of the enemy in my life the second thing in this reading today we'll elaborate more about the division but because it's very connected to each other in verse 28 he said assuredly I say to you all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter but, the, but he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is subject to eternal condemnation verse 30 explained it more because they said he has an unclean spirit when we see the act of God and we see the miracle, miracle that the Lord has done especially this miracle which is casting out demons it is the, they call it the miracle of the New Testament because the whole Old Testament we never heard that someone whoever he is was able to cast out a demon so when we see the miracle of the New Testament which is casting out demons and we say it is not God it is the enemy this is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and St. Augustine was trying to explain it because when we say so we are rejecting the power of God are rejecting the incarnation of the Son of God who gave us the authority once more to be able to cast out demons and to have our authority over our enemy that's why he said it is not forgiven if we remain till the last press rejecting and refusing to proclaim God as a savior and the one who restored our authority once more and who is able to give us this power of salvation when we come to him so it was unforgiven until it is changed they can say well, at one point he is not doing it by the demon but he is he, he is the son of God who has the power to do it when you connect the division with this blasphemy it means again all of them were scribes and Pharisees if you look to the first verse we read today verse 21 all of them were religious people but they cannot discern this division makes this blasphemy 
Because they couldn't see God in each and in every act in the fulfillment of the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you go to the Pauline epistle, it is explaining more about the division and this sinful virtue. He said, now I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses <coughs> contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. Maybe we never felt or the church is not teaching one of the topics in doctrine, unity and rejecting division. It seems like something ethical. St. Paul is telling us here, it's a doctrine. Those who are seeking <coughs> unity, they are following the doctrine of the church. Those who are seeking disunity or division, they are seeking their own desires. And contrary to the doctrine which you, uh, you learned. He continued, For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. And he adds, For your obedience has become known to us. He's trying to say obedience, it means we are accepting the doctrine of the church, the doctrine of the unity, and rejecting the disunity. We are rejecting to be, sorry to say, worse than the kingdom of the enemy, who will never, if he has only one virtue, and again between brackets it is, he is rejecting disunity or rejecting division in his kingdom. We'll find in the Catholic epistle, St. Peter was telling nearly the same again, that you should follow his steps. Christ prayed many times that they may, may, may become one, one family, one group, one church, and one universal body for the body of Christ. And then he said in verse 23, Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return, when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. It's trying to tell us even if we are in such condition, it's time to commit ourselves to him who is judges righteously. In the book of Acts was giving us a positive example. St. Paul went to many cities and preached the gospel many, in many places. And one of them was a church in Ephesus. And people were very attached to him because he made the unity around them. And when, then he went to Jerusalem, he went to many places. And here there is one of the dialogues between St. Paul and his people. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from the place pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. Because they knew he is going to be killed. Because the four daughters of Philip were prophesying he is going to suffer in Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when he would not be persuaded, we cease saying the will of God, the will of the Lord be done. He was showing the unity of the church, even for St. Paul, was just buying by this city. And then the psalm was encouraging us more to seek this oneness and unity in Christ. When the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell, and now my head shall be lifted up. Above my enemies all around me, therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praise to the Lord. David suffered a lot, and he saw many divisions in his family. 
one of his sons committed adultery with one of his daughters. And later one of his sons killed his other son. And then later again, one of his sons had a revolution against his, his father and tried to kill him and he, he made himself a king. But he will say, I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. In the, in the contrary of that, the Lord was telling us, my aim is to make you one. And one and for all, and all times. St. Paul was saying in Ephesians 1.10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. So this is the desire and the heart of God towards every one of us, to be one in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him will be united with the heavenly host as well. As we join them in the liturgy and we, we praise and sing, Holy, 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 we are united on earth to be in its fullness in heaven. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. I will see in a few minutes what is this inheritance that makes us one on earth and on heaven. In John 17, 22, when the Lord was praying his last prayer, he said, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. And Ambrose says, This glory is the Holy Spirit. Christ, when he took flesh, he accepted the Holy Spirit once more for our fallen nature. That they may be one, just as we are one. As if we miss the glory, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And we are quenching the Holy Spirit when we reject this unity. And again, we need to start this unity in our homes, between husband and wife and children, in our small groups, in our extended families, in our churches. And it should be a sign of our life. Otherwise, we are even cannot have this virtue that the Lord was praising the enemy, or not praising, telling us he is not divided, and his aim is to make you divided. That's why the Lord said in the same event, but in the Gospel of St. Luke, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. He's asking you and me this morning, in your family, in your church, and whatever it is, are you with him uniting the body, or you are scattering everyone, even within the small family? St. John Chrysostome is telling us, even if you had done it for a while, or all your life, Still there is a hope. For he who offers after sinning has practiced repentance is worthy uh, is a worthy object not of grief but of congratulations. Having passed over into the choir of the righteous. He is not putting me off because I was seeking division in my family or in my church or in my extended family, but is encouraging me to repent and to come back to have such Congratulations from the Spirit. And then, in the same passage we read today, because it's full of meanings, the, his brother and his mother, and we know that their brothers is their cousins, which means they are very close to him. Then his brothers and his mother came and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. And the Jews was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. Sometimes when we see the Lord, how he replied, we feel it's too awkward, it's too much that he is saying this. But in a few minutes we will see how it's all connected. The Lord said in verse 4, And he looked around 
in a circle as those who sat about him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. So we feel why he is ignoring them as such. And why he is pointing towards other people to say, Whoever, are they not doing the will of God? Definitely Virgin Mary was doing it. But what about his brothers? If we just read one verse before the reading of today, today we started from chapter 3, verse 22. Here is verse 21. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said he is out of his mind. This is how his brothers saw him. He is out of his mind. And they are not seeking him to follow him or to praise him. They are seeking him to lay hand on him because he uh, is out of his mind. That's why he is telling us, uh, my family has a division. It's divided against itself. They are rejecting my kinghood. They are rejecting me as a savior. And it's time to recognize even with the, the, the small family or the extended family will have such rejection. But he is telling us, those who are doing the will of God are my, father, my, my, my mother, my brothers and sisters. So he's trying to tell us, don't be ashamed of what you have, but try to restore it, because my family was the same. Later, of course, we knew that his brothers believed in him, and one of them, we call them James, the brother of our Lord. But at that time, the family was divided. Finally, let us pray with St. John Christone. We who were not worthy of earthly glory are lifted up to the kingdom of heaven, enter heavens, and take our place before the divine throne. This is our liturgy. To seek this unity in the body and the blood of Christ. To take our place before the divine throne. And to reject, to be in any sort of division with ourselves, with our families, and with the whole creation. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. 